At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMM LP operating at Burlington, Vermont 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proxer, and with me tonight is Remy Russin. Hello. Hello, how are you? Very well. Nice to have you back in the studio. Yes, likewise. We were just saying before we started, uh, you were here a few years back, same band. Yeah, a few years ago, uh, 2021, I think. 2021. Oh, yeah, probably when you had your last album out, yeah. which we will talk about in a little bit. But cool. first, we would love to hear a song. Awesome.
Remy Russin uh, with a song that I don't think I caught before we started that one. Oh, that was uh, a second pass. A second pass there by Remy Russin. Um, Cracking track. Um, you guys have such a unique sound, especially for this very specific part of the world where we've got a lot of jam bands kicking around. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and in this year of 2024, it, it definitely harkens back to... God, I was trying to pick out different eras while I was listening to you guys before we came in. And I've got listening to some like uh, mid 2000s, like Northern England indie. There is yep. some kind of Joy Division in there. There's kind of New Wave synth. Where do you guys get your influence from? How did you kind of build this sound? Yeah, I mean, I definitely like in writing it was drawing on, um, yeah, a lot of like 80s, um, like British jangle pop kind of indie stuff. Uh, like um, the field mice um, felt kind of mm. kind of stuff. Um, there's definitely like uh, some mid two thousands, just like pop indie, like mm -hmm. pop alternative kind of influence in there um, as well. But um, yeah, like the, this uh, this batch in particular was definitely a love letter to like yeah the the Cure. Um, you know, again felt um, stuff like that. Um, is this, because I've listened to your first album as well, um, how much of a departure is this new album from that, from that first album? Yeah, um, it's, uh, I think in a lot of ways, like, really spiritually kind of re related in that, like, that first, like, the Math for Poets stuff was, um, just kind of a quarantine, like, like, shows dried up, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, try and, um, like learn the basics of home recording, and so like the 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 um, the songwriting for for the math or poet stuff was almost kind of incidental. Like it was just a technical study, mm. um, and and uh, so I guess the other side of that coin is is that with the the second pass material um, was kind of a study in the same way of just like how to put coherent songs together, right? Um, so. I guess in, in that sense, like I definitely consider it to be just sort of a um, an iteration of sort of the same project. Is this kind of your first album then, or if you put the two together, does that consider you consider that your first album? Yeah, I, this the, the the first one is definitely more of um, like when I was making that, it was not even um, I didn't know if I was going to release it. Like it was just it wasn't really. Um, a serious thing like when I put this this group together um, I kind of sold it as like yeah you know I, I made these songs I figured we'd do like maybe a release show and then that'll be it um, and it's you know three years later um, but the the a second the, a second pass was definitely more intentional like I am writing uh, uh, this is a complete thought kind of yeah thing, you know you want to tell us a little bit of history about the band actually as you said you, you got to sold these guys on a promise that it would be a one-off gig and <laughs> yeah. uh, Many, many weekends and evenings later, yeah. they're still going. Yeah, I mean, like, Evan and I have been playing music together forever. Um, we play in a community garden together. Uh, we, I mean, we've met each other um, in music, like, doing music in, like, fourth grade. Um, so Evan was, Evan was kind of obligated from, <laughs> from the start. Um, and Connor, I had just kind of started to get to know at around that time. Um, and... Uh, yeah, picked him up. These these two, I, I Max and Amel, I poached from Lake Waves, um, just like outright. I knew that I needed uh, them. 
How did how did they feel about it? Uh, uh, leg waves and then. Uh, how did y'all feel about it? Oh, it was. I mean, there was no bad blood between the bands. That's for yeah. sure. Um, We've even like played like bills together too. Yeah, that's true. So it's both. Uh, is is that uh, is that other band still going? Then you guys no, just kind not of not anymore. We had a couple members depart from Burlington. So oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we we had a couple members depart from Burlington. So I thought you were um, gonna say you had a couple members depart from the band in referring to you two, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thankfully no. Yeah, it's just uh, you know moved on. Yeah, and so this is now your main project for both of you. Sorry, we should really put more mics up here. Um, talk about poaching. So I started once Lake Waves kind of knew the uh, eventual sort of end to Lake Waves was going to happen at the summer of last year, asked uh, Max and Connor, who I was already playing music with, um, either once or multiple times a week to start a new band. So now I've formed a new kind of solo project outside of that called Young Lady. So it's nice to be able to continue to play music with my friends, and it didn't really feel like a a very tragic sort of like cut and break and all of it. it just felt like a natural new kind of wave maybe right yeah. it, it evolved nicely although as you said no yeah. no bad blood and so uh yeah so in those three years you've kind of gone from being a covid band to yeah. uh playing everywhere i mean we see your name up on the posters around yeah. town quite a lot whenever whenever they let us yeah yeah is that been kind of an intention post-covid i guess of uh of the band kind of less let's get in the studio more let's get in front of an audience yeah i mean <coughs> um it's definitely like i have a i have a really hard time saying no just because like there's so much um there's so much going on in burlington and so many people that i want to collaborate with and play shows with and um just you know it like trying to it seems like this is um there's there's a little bit of like there's something here like people are, are you know it's it's getting us into some doors that like i like as sort of just an amateur musician have never like gotten through before um so like i'm just trying to create like as many like just just trying to cram as many memories into you know this project while there's momentum as, as possible you know could you expand on that a little bit? Uh, what what doors have been opening for you as a musician? Um, just like you know, like folks uh, in town that um, I had always kind of, and maybe part of it is just like getting older too, and like kind of graduating to the the next sort of age band of mm -hmm. um, of folks. But like just just people in town that I had always like looked up to are. Um, and that have you know I had never spoken to suddenly know my know our names and like are asking us to play bills and um, like uh, we played higher ground a, a while back um, just like things like that like little sort of you know um, local band milestones you know yeah it's funny you mentioned that actually because I've considered you for the past few since especially the first album as kind of a musician's musician you you are quite known in the musical spheres around Burlington as a very talented singer-songwriter and guitarist. Well, thanks. Um, so it's interesting to you saying that, you know, you had all these people who obviously you looked up to and are now kind of asking you to play bills, whereas, I mean, I'm not a musician, but I would now consider you part of that kind of echelon. Well, that's, that's, um, that's very flattering. Yeah, well, I can definitely imagine you probably got uh, a few big gigs at uh, Higher Ground and elsewhere in the future. Um, 
Well, we would love to hear another song. So cool. what have you got for us? Uh, this one's called Xanthem Gun. Xanthem gum. Um, so the lyricisms, the lyricism in your song are kind of buried under the surface of all these kind of layers and layers and layers. You got the synths and the percussion. You get the guitar, obviously bass. Um, how do you craft a song with this amount of layers? And when is like the, the when you're like, okay, that's the right amount of layers. This is how we're gonna go. How do you stack this? I guess. Uh. It's a it's a good question. Um, I don't know. It, it it's it's sort of uh, just like if there is if there's empty space that is bothering me, <laughs> I just I fill it with something. Um, and it's it's like the the instrumentation sort of with with the five of us has sort of like um, kind of cemented itself. Like so, I'm kind of. Uh, um, I don't know. I kind. I, I'm now now sort of at this phase in um, this project's life, like kind of keeping that in mind. Like, okay, what is what is Amel gonna do on this song? What's what's um, what's Connor gonna do here? Um, 
and sort of the 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 live sort of um, iteration of of whatever this is is kind of uh, in my mind at the same time now. Sort of. Was it a um, a conscious decision to kind of uh, bury your voice, if you will, because it is it, it's it's not front and center. It yeah. is kind of another instrument almost that's kind of in the background in the same way the guitar is or the drums is. Yeah, well, like originally when I started writing, I sort of had, um, I was envisioning sort of the, uh, I don't know, I uh, kind of more of like a shoegaze thing and like mm. the, the way that vocals sort of sit in like a, like a My Bloody Valentine song or like a Sire Rose song, mm. right? Where they, they are almost not there at all. Um, and, uh, sort of as this band started playing out and like started playing at smaller spots in particular, like I realized I couldn't whisper into the microphone and have <laughs> it be picked up. Like we're just very loud. Yeah. Um, so like now it's sort of this tug of war between like sort of adopting a more like pop affectation to be heard, but also still trying to preserve that like, just like really heavy wall of sound dreamy kind of, a, you know, a aesthetic. And I mean, the you you do write poetry. It's what what you write and the lyrics you write are quite thought evoking. Um, is it is it for the kind of the listener to kind of dig into that to try and find it? Or I mean, I know the you can um, find the lyrics somewhere, but if you, <laughs> unless you come to a lot of gigs, you probably wouldn't be able to, for example, sing along. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, um, I mean, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that. Like, I always. Um, I, sh I struggle a lot with, um, that's probably the, 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 the part of, uh, um, I don't know. I, 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 uh, of all of it, I'm, I'm probably most, um, insecure about that sort of aspect of it. Right. So maybe that, maybe that kind of attributes to it being a little further down in the mix, but like, um, I don't know. I, I, my, my lyrics have always just kind of been for, for me, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of like writing a song, then is this k kind of the, I don't want to say afterthought. I think that's the right term, but is do the lyrics come at the end once you've kind of got the rest of the sound together or so, vice versa? Some, some of, some of the time it take, like I'll have a demo done for, like months and I'm still writing lyrics all the time. Other other times like it just all comes out at the same time. Mm. Um, and those like those tend to be the stronger songs. Um, but it really is um, I don't know, Connor and I talk about about it all, all the time of just like it just it, it's in the room with you or it's not, you know. Mm. Like, are you the sort of person that this has to happen at band practice or are you kind of a three AM picking up a notebook when you wake up in a cold sweat kind of guy yeah. uh, in a sh in the shower with your, your iPhone recording yeah. notes all uh, kind of all of the above right like it's sort of um, like again like it might take me it might take me six months to write a song just like uh, you know out of you know on the drive to work like I get half of a bar you know mm -hmm. um, and just kind of piece it together and figure out what it means yeah um I have noticed uh, there is a kind of energized melancholy to your song. Uh, I also put down charged, wistful nihilism. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
does this reflect who you are on the day-to-day or is this something that is your music an outlet for some of these feelings and thoughts that you kind of keep locked up a little uh, bit man that's that was a bit of a heavy question yeah, <laughs> sorry this is, this is kind of I got, i'm gonna have to talk to my therapist about that. <laughs> uh, no i mean I, I guess so like i guess kind of all of the above right like i definitely um process sort of uh music sort of the the arena where i process kind of like some of the darker things in, in my life um in a way that feels a little less destructive than than maybe ways i've done that in the past um yeah so i, I guess so i guess it, it is it does sort of bring out um yeah mu- music's just kind of a way to like get the poison out you know like just just purge is that is because you kind of said you're going to start off in kind of a shoegazy kind of way, which is obviously a lot quieter and yeah. whispering into the into the microphones. Um, you're obviously a lot louder than that. Is that kind of part of the getting it out? Is that you know being able to kind of scream because the because your your instruments are up really high? Is that yeah. kind of part of that cathartic? Uh, I don't know. I guess like it's kind of it's been it's been sort of forced upon me like uh kind of like i said earlier right like it was you know when you're playing at um and like all the love in the world to despacito but like the 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 speakers at despacito are very small (laughs) and if if you know if you if i wanted to be heard there i had to kind of project a little bit and like i had never like this is the first time i've i've done vocals on like anything um so like it's been it's been very therapeutic and cathartic just to kind of like okay well i don't really have much of a choice here i kind of have to find i have to practice and find a voice and like um you know it it feigns some confidence here you know um as i mentioned before it seems that we if you go into town your names are going to be up on a poster somewhere or a board somewhere um, is there any particular places that really stand out to you as places that are great places to play in Burlington or the oh, kind of man. wider Vermont area? Yeah. Um, I mean, shout out to the Barrage, uh, for sure, out in Holland. Um, amazing. Uh, just, like, such a, such a high level of um, professionalism in the middle of nowhere. Um, and just, like, the whole, uh, the whole town of, like, you know, 50 people <laughs> just show, like shows up to everything and it's such a cool scene that Andy's built out there um, so like shout out to them for sure um, in Burlington like uh, I don't know what do you, what do you, what do y'all think I like I like the I'm, I'm partial to the smaller like the DIY spaces for sure like radio bean is amazing and like it's always a treat to, to play there and you know an honor to play radio bean but like Folks who are just kind of throwing it together for the sake of putting on an artful show, I'm always going to be kind of partial to. So basically people's basements. Yeah, and totally. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine uh, you fill a basement pretty well, like musically and in terms of people. We've, I've kind of, we've, we've aged out of the basements a little bit. I yeah. don't know where, like, um, I, I, I DM for the address and no one writes back to me anymore. <laughs> uh, it's, I've, uh, I, would love to, I would love to go and see a show at... Uh, you know the tub but like i don't know i don't know where that is i don't know the address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are just not cool enough anymore i guess um so tell us a little bit about the production of this new album so it came out it came out at the end of last year is that right yeah october october yeah um 
Yeah, uh, how is it about getting in the studio? Obviously, as you said, this is this is your first album that you've kind of, it's not just been a project of, can I record an album yeah. myself? <laughs> yeah. So how was that for you to kind of get into a studio space with we, your band members? We did do it ourselves. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, we, we, went, we rented an Airbnb out in uh, like Manchester and just kind of did it in a weekend, did eight songs in like really two days. Yeah. Um, it was awful. Uh, was there a studio in the Airbnb? Or? No, no. We just kind of we just kind of did it in this house. Wow. Um, I don't think they know that we did that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, just kind of like did it or did it. You know, I again like Math for Poets. I had really been like um, honing that craft, and and this was like you know this was my sort of if, if I only do this once in my life, like I wanna I wanna see if I can make a like a record for real, you know. I mean, I gotta say, surprising. But I, usually, you can tell when listening to an album <laughs> or a or a LP if it has been kind of like home recorded, and I did not get that that sense on this one. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, so two days. Um, Manchester's a lovely place in the world, at the very least. Yeah. Um, was it a kind of a summer thing, or did you guys do it as fall was kind of kicking in? Yeah, we did it in like late May, um, last weekend of May. Um, um, any stories from the actual recording space? Um, do you guys sleep at all? Or? Uh, I didn't. No, no. <laughs> I, uh, no, I mean, the last night we were there, uh, I, like, vo vocals was sort of the last thing we had to do. I don't know if y'all slept that night. It was probably not, but, like... It's funny to listen to you downstairs. Like, yeah. Like, we asleep, but Remy was cutting vocals. <laughs> we, like, we really, like... <laughs> yeah, we ran out of time. I did vocals the night before we left until like 7 a.m. Oh, wow. Just like it, while they were trying to sleep. Like we just, we ran out of time. And um, uh, from from what I hear, like they, they all had a great time. I, was, <laughs> I, worked, I worked just constantly. Um, out of curiosity, how many times do you have to record vocals for one track? Um, I, I shoot for, well, like, because I, I do a lot of like, I do like doubles and triples and quads of like all mm. the vocals. So like probably, I probably get like 10 takes and then just like comp, comp them together and, you know, pick probably like four of them. I see. Yeah. Wow. It seems, it seems like an eventful weekend at the very least. It definitely. Yeah. It was, I'm not, there was a hot tub. That's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in May. It's still pretty cold in May. So I mean like hot tubs work. Um, and then, so from May till October, was that just a case of kind of uh, mixing and mastering? Yeah, I took a couple months off um, and just kind of like, um, I don't know, you hear you hear stuff a certain amount of times and like you don't hear it anymore. Mm -hmm. So like I just had to take some time off and then like probably like August to October um, was just like pretty much every, I went to work. I came home, I was in my basement just mixing. Um, and um, yet again, like got it in just under the wire. That tends to be the, the theme. So when you say just under the wire, is this kind of a deadline that you set yourself or is this for some other kind of... Yeah, so I, I went to I went to Trevor Sonin uh, Photo Records to, to have it mastered. Okay. Um, and so like I booked, you know, like we came out of that, that recording session in May. I booked that date with him. Like that's my deadline now. Mm. Um, and you know, a couple of those tracks, like I don't even, I won't, I won't say which ones, but like <laughs> a couple of them, I don't even really like. I hear that I'm like, this isn't done. Um, but like, 
you know, I took it, you know, I was late, I was late to our mastering session because I was still bouncing everything down, <laughs> like, um, you know, but we got it done. Would you uh, describe yourself as a perfectionist, Remy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, That's I mean. a few looks I, from the bandmates there. <laughs> I just, like, I just, you, you, you meant, you said it kind of like uh, with, alluded to it with just like the, the, um, so you referred to me as like a musician's musician and I kind of think of myself um, in the same way and just like I um, I just like I look up to everyone in in the the scene here and just like um, the the bar in Burlington is just so high you know um, like I, I have no sort of ambitions of like doing this in any professional capacity or whatever but like uh you know the folks, the the community here. I I uh, I really want to. Um, those are the folks I'm trying to impress. You know, like, um, so. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I I just I, I the bar feels so high, and I I just want to. Um, I I I a level of polish good enough to sort of be a footnote in that conversation is sort of what I strive for. I know? see. Well, I. I for one think you were successful. Like, it's, well, it's, 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 it's a very good, very good LP. I don't know if I'd call it. An, is it an album? It's seven uh, yeah, tracks. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm seeing albums come out now that are like 18 minutes long. Right. So sure. Why not? Let's just call yeah. it an album. Spotify uh, does. Here we so. go. Uh, well, we'd love to hear another song yeah, from it. Sure. So what have you got?
nothing pose there by Remy Russin. Uh, so let's talk about the the future. So this came out in October. So yeah. a little bit more about the past. Did you have like a, a release party? Was it kind of? Yeah, we did at um at Despacito. We threw you know we threw a little uh, a little shindig. Young lady actually opened for that, and we had Father Figure come back up from. Oh, from we Philly. love Father Figure. Um, oh my God, they're they're the best. I miss them every day. Um, so yeah, it was just a, a super like low key sort of private like just communal. Um, Little little thing, we'll get together. Yeah, the second release show for this for this band. I'm guessing yeah, it might uh, be. We didn't do one for the well, because like, Math for Poets came out mid COVID. Oh, okay, yeah. So and like the first thing we ever did was was this show. I think like around the same time that it came out, a couple oh, right. months after even, <laughs> we had a little listening party in my backyard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a safe distance from each other. Exactly. Like we used yeah. to have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first release show, really, for yeah. Remy Russin. Uh, and since then, um, playing it, playing it out and about, how's it been received? Have have you had many comments? Have many people talked about it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, people are people are very sweet. Um, yeah, it, it seems it seems like folks are are enjoying it. I was a little worried, like writing sort of um, the it, it, like again, like we talked about. The, sort of the, the the time and place that I was sort of drawing from for this like I worried about it being uh, a little bit dad rock you know um, but it, I mean I don't know we play we play at the bean at 1 a.m. and the the UVM kids are dancing so like I'll take it you're doing something right clearly yeah um, and so what's the, what's the future then? So you're the sort of person that as soon as you've got something down, you start writing again for the next album, do you yeah. give yourself a break? Yeah. What, what do you envision for the future of Remy Resson? Uh, Resson? I don't know. I mean, I'm always, I'm always like just in my basement recording, like, um, and you know, I'm sure eventually I'll, I'll look at, I'll look at, uh, a few of those demos and be like, okay, we could probably polish these up. Um, but right now, you know, we're we're just kind of um, we're just kind of playing these songs, and um, uh, I just signed up for the the RPM thing today, so we'll see if if anything comes of that at the end of the month. Um, I don't know, just just kind of just kind of um, I guess w waiting for the next uh, little thing to click. I don't actually know what the RPM thing is. If you're gonna enlighten me and also the audience. Oh yeah, sure. It's it's um like the. I don't actually know who puts it on, but it's sort of the like month of February try and make a try and make a record thing. Okay. Um, so we'll is that see. a local thing or is that is no? That... It's like a. Uh, I don't even know if it's like an officially like sanctioned thing or if it's just kind of an idea that floats around. But um, I don't know. I read about it on the internet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what you you're meant to make a track in the month of February? I think originally like it, the idea was like make an album like an LP, like top to, you know, February 1st to March 1st, and then just put out what you have. Huh. But like, I, I work. So like, yeah. it'll, it'll probably be a single or something. All right. But maybe, th maybe three songs, like a demo, like an old school maybe. kind of. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just kind of, I'm just going to kind of um, just mess around and, you know, March 1st, I'll post whatever I got. All right. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. Uh, do you see yourselves kind of, uh, pumping out another album in a couple of years is that kind of the regularity you can see yourself doing going forward uh or are you if you've got something a whole bag of songs by june you might throw something out this year when we've got it yeah when we've got it we'll, we'll put something together um 
you know, we're all we're all like super busy with you know we're we're all pushing um, well except for Connor, we're all pushing uh, thirty. <laughs> um, so like you know we've got jobs and and you know other other um, creative sort of endeavors and um, it takes us a while to all get on the same page with with stuff. Um, so when it's ready, we'll we'll put it out. Also, you get tired around thirty, you know. Uh, yeah, I always want to go to sleep at ten o'clock. I know it's, it's <laughs> true. I I, I can't. Uh, so many sh- so many shows I want to see, but they're like you know the shows start at nine. You're not kidding me. Impossible. There was a show last weekend at Radio Beam that started at eleven. Eleven. Oh <laughs> I'm in bed by eleven. I can't do eleven anymore. We, we need to start at eight. We played a uh, like. Yeah, seven thirty would be fantastic. The the um like the Pride Center in, in Veronica from Rangus, they do the the uh the queer takeover at the mm. Radio Bean, right? And we've done that a couple times, and she always gives us the like twelve thirty one a.m. slot. And every time that comes through, like there is a I, I send over the the advance for that show, and there's just a, a malaise in the, <laughs> in, the, in the group chat. But um, only because of the time. Exa- yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. But, um, <laughs> No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't more, more shows starting at seven thirty, please. Please, that yeah. would be great. Matinees. <laughs> My fiance and I would be very grateful for that. Uh, Annie needs. Annie and I need to go to sleep. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, we got about time for one more song, but before awesome. I let you go, uh, please shamelessly self-promote. So, where can we find you uh, online, and where are you next playing your next gigs? Sure. Yeah, I. Um, we're on. We're on. You know, Spotify, Bandcamp, all the. You know, all the. Um, all the regular streamers at, you know, Remy Russin. Um, I kind of just do Instagram um, at Remy Russin Vivo. Um, so that's, um, that's really it. All right. Yeah. And nice any oh. gigs? Yeah. Uh, we're going up to, to Jay Peak uh, in a couple of weeks um, to play to the, the skiers and the grandmas. And uh, then we'll be back at the Radio Bean on the 23rd of March. Nice. Be sure to go to the uh, water park and JP. Yes, that's yes. on the agenda for sure. <laughs> Good. Um, all right. Well, what song you got to play us out with? Uh, this is Having Dogs.
And they're playing us out with having dogs, guys. Thank you so much for having uh, coming into the studio. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that is all we got time for this evening. Uh, check back with us in two weeks when we've got a special Valentine's Day special with Hannah. Hannah, uh, who will hopefully bring her band of crooners and play some uh, lovey-dovey songs for us. Uh, but for now, this is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. It's the rock, being the rocket shop. I've been your host, Tom Proxer. I keep messing up, so good night. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs>